Uh, so, why do all dogs go to heaven if they can't even read the Bible? That is a, uh, I bet that is not a pet you want to pet along or paw along or just take a big pause and have that sink in. Well, it's better than being neutered. Welcome to episode 66, Route 66, of the Off and Be podcast. I'm your host, Clint, and wow, I've had some terrible opens, but that was a top six worse, which means I've had 60 opens better. But what are you going to do? You know what you can do? You can go out there and you can contribute to society. You can get a job. Or join the unemployment crew. You know? Maybe, uh... You know what unemployment has shown me? It has shown me... I understand why people would purposely stay unemployed. I understand why people would... Get unemployment checks and not work. Because, man, this shit's great. As long as you don't, you know, worry about money not replenishing in your bank account. But, man, the idea of... Doing what you want all day, having no responsibilities, having no, having no have to do this. I have to sh- go to do something I don't want to do that day. There's a big reward to that. It's great. Being a bomb is fucking great. Doing nothing productive, not contributing to society, except doing these amazing, amazing podcasts. It's great. You know, it's, um, you know, could it be, could the argument be made? Do we actually have too many jobs? I don't mean like, what I mean by that, I don't literally mean like, um, job openings. Because maybe we should have less jobs in terms of companies and stuff like that, but each, like, company should have more open should have more employees so it evens it out, right? But I think we, the more I think about it, we really just have like a lot of jobs that really are literally created just to have jobs. They don't contribute. There's no reason why a liquor store contributes to society. Not in a positive way, since we always talk about doing what's great for the world, and we always talk about environment, we always talk about mental health, we always talk about addictions and all that, but yet, we just have open liquor stores that contribute to the struggle that is infrastructured on people that no one asked for when they're born on this earth, and we're just like, you know what, struggling through life, we got a whole... This is the one thing you could choose. You could choose your misery. You could choose what makes you feel good. You want whiskey? You want rum? You want tequila? By all means. You want to add the carbs and drink the 12-pack of beer and gain a fucking load of weight? By all means. Pick your poison. Literally. I'm not saying abolish alcohol, obviously. I'm not literally saying get rid of alcohol. I'm not saying get rid of alcoholic shops. But it is funny to me. When we always talk about, oh, we really need to, you know, have people 
we really need to find a way to uh, prevent addictions. It's like if you follow, it's like when Demi Lovato had that whole cupcake situation where she felt cupcake cases at a place that sells desserts and cupcakes. And she didn't like the fact that the cupcakes were being advertised because it was pushed on her and feeding into her impulses because she may have a lack of food control, which I can relate to. But you enter into a cupcake shop or a cookie shop, whatever the fuck it was. It was not a uh, it was not an apple shop where pick your apple or pick your poison apple. You enter into a place and you just wanted to bitch about something and you wanted to make something about you because you struggle with something. But this business is trying to be a business and somehow you make something about you. Which no one was on her side. It may have been like a keto cookie place. Whatever. It was some type of dessert that's not quote unquote healthy for you. But you enter into a place that's not really healthy for you. So what do you fucking expect? But it's a choice. You enter. You can enter into you know, an alcoholic shop. You can enter into a dessert shop. A cake shop. Um, quick trip. It's your choice. That's the beauty. But we try to prevent people from making, from being able to make their own choices. We want to prevent things. We want to take the fun out. We want to take the indulgences that we all need at times. Because some people struggle with how to deal with their indulgences, struggle with addiction, struggle with all that. I could argue that AA is probably, you know, for every recovery center... All those recovery centers literally make money and strive off of people's struggles. However you want to look at it. That doesn't mean these uh, Betty Ford clinics, these uh, clinic shop or these uh, recovery centers don't do good. Because obviously it's for good in terms of what they're trying to do. But they are literally thriving off. If everyone got their shit together and no one had addictions and no one had issues... They would be out of business. That would not be good. Because they charge out of the ass for that shit. It's crazy how the things that they know people will pay desperation money for to fix their life. People will pay 10, 15, 20k to get recovered. Because if they don't recover, their life's over type of shit. So they're going to charge you these crazy amounts that are unjustified. But... Like, no one really wants to discuss the fact that these sinners are literally created for you to fall. For you, this infrastructure that is thrived for everyone to technically fall victim to. Most people don't have to ever go to recovery centers. Most people are able to control things themselves. But the people that do have a hard time, they thrive. And I think it's just a microcosm that we will always find a way to profit off of people's downfall. We will always find ways to profit off people's pain. We will always find ways to profit off of someone's misdoings. I'm not saying, look, it's the world. It's just life. It's the world, like. It's not, you know, we all can't worry about 
what the people people that are struggling we can't fix every struggle in the world that kind of defeats the purpose of living life and all that jazz but it does make you think hmm it's a lot of fucked up shit out here that is designed for typically people to fail and reality is not everyone is going to succeed that's just not there's no like every single person can't be a millionaire. Every single person can't be able to provide for themselves or their family. That's just not realistic and it's just not how if everyone had this let's just go with the hypothetical people we just say work harder, which, you know, I may uh I will follow that. Every single person on earth could have the same work ethic. Every single person. It could be like that movie Pleasantville. If you've ever seen it, it has like Tobey Maguire. It was like a, they made like a black and white. It had to do with every day is the same. Like in this perfect society where every single person makes every, like in basketball, they made every shot. No one ever got in car wrecks. No one ever got a stain on a shirt. It was this creepy fucking world where... And this dude was trapped got in time traveled into this world where everything was like this utopia. Everything was perfect. No one ever got mad. There was never conflict. Everything was pleasant. Pleasantville. Everything was pleasant. But then when he entered into the world and knowing his knowledge, color started to be implemented because he started... Um, Stuff he was doing, I forgot exactly, but there was stuff that would happen that would, like in a basketball game, someone missed a shot and everyone stopped and was silent. Almost like you just saw someone get executed in the middle of a basketball game. Like, it was just this silence. They've never seen failure. Everyone lived the same life. Everyone had the same house, same car, same everything. Everything was pleasant. But that's not how, obviously, the real world will work or just Earth. Every single person could have the same work ethic, get the same education, work just as hard. Not everyone could do the same job. Then all of a sudden, we're not going to have six billion openings for marketing. Because we don't need 6 billion people marketing. Everyone can literally have the same education. There's still going to be levels of what people do. There's still going to be even more competition. And that could also mean that education and things of that matter mean even less. If everyone has the same thing, everything's a wash. So there's nothing that separates you. And there's obviously, in most cases, there's circumstance that lead people to be where they're at. But pleasantry is a necessary. What if we did live in a pleasantville type of world where everything was utopian, I guess? If everyone made the same, everyone had the same house, no worries, no conflict, no nothing. It was just innocence. It would never happen. 
Well, because we're too far in society and to the world where, you know, in our species where things would just, you know, we are, we have be, we have wired ourselves and have trained ourselves to have too much of an ego or to have too much of just things or life or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It wouldn't be pleasant. Would that be a world you would want where every single person had the same education? Because the same things that you brag about, your like when people always brag about their college education, their degrees and shit, you couldn't make that. You could have nothing to hold yourself up on some stilts about. If every single person had that. And there would be nothing to separate you from anyone. But that's what makes the beauty. The fact that there's differences. The fact that there's people that fill roles in society. That there's people that some people discover what they're good at. And they try to go all in on that. And for some people it works. And for a lot of people it doesn't. How much does luck tailor into your success? I'm not qualified to answer that. But from every quote-unquote successful person that has ever talked about that, they say luck plays a part in that. But luck isn't the overwhelming thing, but there's a little luck that may, there's a little luck along the way that may go your way that you may be fortunate enough to receive, but you still had to put yourself in a position to have that luck. There's some people that work harder than someone else, and the person that didn't work as hard makes more money, becomes more successful in the same field. That's life. They could be more naturally better. They could have been better positioned from a younger age or whatever the fuck. It doesn't really matter. It is what it is. But like a Cameron Haynes t-shirt, work harder. No one fucking cares. Or is that Goggins? You know, it's... I think people just got to, I I guess here's my uh, soapbox for the day. I think people just got to be more mindful to not shit on people who you don't feel are as uh, useful in society as you. Because the irony of that statement is that there weren't people that do the jobs you wouldn't want to do. Chances are people of your qualification would have to do those same jobs. And it's also kind of weird to always shit on someone who does have a job. To make someone feel less themselves because of the job they have. To elevate yourself of status. To elevate your own ego. It's like if so- it's like if someone who is a billionaire goes online and they post something. Then someone in the comment section is bitching about whatever. And then they're sitting there going back and forth with someone who's, they say... Doesn't deserve a response, but yet they give them a response. Like, it's a weird, that's a weird kind of uh, contradiction. But the point is, you shouldn't view people like that. Oh, no, look at Clint trying to be all morally right. It's not even about being morally right. It's about everyone has to do these jobs. Everyone has to do these Things to make society go forward. Not every single person. It would make no sense 
to have 5 million people be music producers. It would make no sense to have 25 million people try to be rappers and be rappers because it would dilute the field. No one would get paid. And guess what? Then people are bitching about how there's no money. There's only so much money that could be in everything. There has to be people that fly airplanes, the board the airplanes. There has to be people that, you know, fucking do sewage. There has to be people that do trash. There has to be people that do things that you need. There has to be people that can fix shit because you don't know how to fix shit. Be with no other work on cars because most people can't work on their cars. Don't know how to, don't have the time, whatever it is. But everyone has their skill sets and strength for a reason. It fits in society. You contribute. You know something or you learn something and you contribute. But, you know, people always want to find a way to, to boost their own self-esteem. And that's why I like when someone says, when the first thing someone says about themselves... When you're just, if you just meet someone at a cheesesteak place, let's just say, and you're in line. And the first thing they say about themselves is, oh, I have a doctorate in this. It's like, um, okay, do you want onions on your cheesesteak or do you not? It's this weird thing where people... It's their like first instinct to remind themselves that they elevate. Because let me tell you who doesn't give a fuck if you have a doctorate degree. Someone that wants to punch you in the face. It doesn't really matter. Your doctorate degree didn't teach you self-defense. Didn't teach you how to do jujitsu. Didn't teach you how to do karate. Didn't teach you how to box. Didn't teach you how to do any type of training. And guess what? Someone punches you in the face. You have brain damage. A doctorate's degree doesn't really come in handy. Everyone has roles. Don't be the one that gets punched in the face and has brain damage. Because you wanted to prove a point. But, alright. In other news, um, nothing like a good old turn of the knob. And no matter how hard you turn it, if you turn left, you turn right. And I am never right. Why? Why do we call things popcorns? Why do popcorn ceilings get the name popcorn? Now that I think about it. Is it just because they have the little flimsy bubble looking motherfucking shit? It's kind of dumb for it to be called popcorn ceiling. If you can't really pop it, isn't that kind of dumb with popcorn? Is that you can't really like pop popcorn like you can pop like a gum bubble. Like, because popcorn starts in a little ball kernel, you put it in the microwave or put it in the kettle, whatever the fuck, and then boom, 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 and then it opens up. But then once it becomes, you know, what we call popcorn, you can't. Pop it. It's not even like with, um, uh, what is it I'm trying to think of? It's not even like with a, you know, a fucking, um, jeez, why am I fucking drawing a blank? God damn it, Clint. 
Mm. Oh, it's not like when you're cooking uh, some cheese dip and throw it in the microwave. And then, you know, from the, you know, radiation, it's probably terrible. Yeah. The bubbles and cheese of the container, and it just pops over. It's not only that type of bubble. It's not like when you blow bubbles into your milk or in any drink you have. There's nothing that pops. Well, I guess it makes a popping noise. But when I think of pop, I think it's something that you could pop. It's like the sound of a baseball 98 mile per hour curveball going into the glove. Pop. It's like, you know, Ray Wright. Sorry. Too many uh, domestic abuse jokes lately. But you know what? Pop goes the weasel. Talk about going underground and popping up and saying groundhog. And uh, can't even take a ground ball. Mm. Uh, I guess if, uh, I guess you could say, why did, um, uh, why did the groundhog play basketball in February? Or is it April? Jesus, what, what fucking month is Groundhog Day? It's February, right? Why did the groundhog play a, why did he, why can he only play one-on-one basketball? Because he's a ball hog. Groundhog, ball hog, pig in blanket. Do groundhogs eat pig in the blankets? Talk about a stew. Little piggy, piggy, iggy, iggy, pop, iggy pop. That's why. Oh, that dude, that dude's ripped for like a seven-year-old. Not gonna lie, he's like that type of rip where it's like, you tell the dude to, you tell the dude definitely live the rock star lifestyle. He has a combination where he's like ripped. He's like ripped for his age, but he's a natural ripped for a seven-year-old. Like, yeah, he has a little excess skin. That's what happens when you're 70. You have extra skin. And you're still in great shape. It's okay to have excess skin and be in great. And you can still technically be in great shape. Oh, Blitzkrieg Pup. It's about, uh, it's about popping bands. Did you know if you spell pop backwards, it is still pop? And it's kind of like if you spell sob backwards, you get boss. And I am the boss of this great, highly production show. Does does data does data collecting really matter? I guess now I think about it, right, because quote unquote Apple is notorious for being most protective with your data. Android's like, nah, we're robbing you, motherfucker. Deal with it. It's just this weird thing where. I understand both sides of data, of preserving your data, right? Because I understand the point where, oh, if, you know, it's inhumane and all this stuff, uh, you know, you have no privacy, this and that. It's just inhumane. We can't do nothing in private. They can steal your passwords and see what you're looking They can detect stuff in your house and all this shit. And on the other side, it's really like, well... If you have none to hide, you have none to hide. If you're not looking up things you shouldn't, if you're not doing things you shouldn't, not sending emails you shouldn't, then you know what? You have none to worry about anyways. But at the same time, 
it's, you know, it's still that kind of freedom aspect. It's kind of, it's still kind of that, um, what am I trying to look for here? Sorry, I know I sound like a complete incoherent fucking idiot this show. I'm just kind of slow. I thought I, would, I thought I was in the mood to do a good one. I'm trying to do a podcast every day for as long as I can do it. Just because. Not for permanent, but just for a brief period of time. Just to see. Just try to get a following, I guess. But, which putting out shitty episodes is probably not a great way to consider consistent following. But here we are. There is a... It's just, um, you know, the data thing is really, my, my belief is like, look, I, I only worry about and get mad about stuff that affects me, right? I think most of us are like that. I have nothing in my phone, nothing on my laptop, 98% that I do not care for share with the world. It's whatever. Like, it's like, all right, whatever. We are all, any hacker could hack anything they want on your laptop, computer, phone, anything they want. It is that easy. I hate to break it to you. It's just about do we care? Chances are, I believe I, believe I read somewhere, 80% of people that use the internet or have a banking account, their information is being sold on the dark web. I believe it's like 80% genuinely. It's a crazy fucking number. It's a crazy thing to think about. Chances are, I believe like 20 or 30% of all social securities are available on the dark net. It's scary. Like, it's scary when you think about it. But we're so worried about, but what these hackers are telling you is like, look, the, us hackers are at least your worries. We can't charge you. We can't put you in jail for shit. But these people, but governments and things of that nature, which have well intention, because you know what I would, because you know what I would, uh, I would be very more comfortable if I find out my neighbor across the hallway had child porn on his laptop, and they came up here arrested, confiscated his shit, uh, Jared Fogel's his ass, and uh. Talk about fresh and fit. But, um, I would feel much more comfortable to know, like, it would be an uneasy feeling, but it would be like, huh. Well, you know what? Maybe that's a positive of people, of the government spying and hacking your shit. And by hacking, I mean, like, literally, at least just being able to observe if there's really shitty shit, like, you know, pornography, you know, uh, freaking assassins, people freaking hitman and shit, people killing people, people paying people to get their husbands killed. Like, yeah, I would want that to be stopped and prevented. I'm sorry, cybersecurity, it's probably decent. It's not a terrible thing. But of course, kind of like with the Britney Spears documentary, when people that are looking over you, looking over your stuff, use it for their own self-gain, that's when it's like, oh, that's why what Snowden did is amazing and it's admirable. And he exposed it all, which everyone kind of already knew, but he just basically put it all up at the forefront to the extent that people aren't even realizing. Like to find out like through your laptop webcam that they can see everything you're doing, like everything. 
Yeah, it's a pretty fucking, uh, it's something you would want to know. And that's something that will contribute. Uh, But yeah, does it matter? Not really. To me personally, I would rather be another person that's being looked over. If that means that people, that everyone else around me and everyone else is being looked over... Where anyone's just doing shit that's harmful to other people or planning attacks and shit. Like, yeah. You know what? Fine. You know, but then again, it's if you start to let them spy on you and take information at one point. When, where's the line, right? Because you like to think they see your stuff and they just move on and move past it, right? If you don't have anything. Or... You have someone that looks over your stuff, and then they take it for personal, and then they use it, and they sell it, or they use it in whatever. Like, that's where maybe the line's drawn. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a real issue, but like anything, like me personally, you know, and it's also a dangerous mindset to have, to think that if it doesn't affect you, you shouldn't care about it as much. But realistically, you can't care about everything that doesn't affect you. It's unrealistic. It's ironic that people want to care about that, but then, again, they don't care when their favorite musician or actor or artist or whoever the fuck is a pedophile rapist and all this shit. And they'll look past that, but they're so worried if someone sees their Google search. or They're so worried if someone sees some secret dating site that they have behind their wife's back. Right, Madison? What was that? What was that fucking uh, whole uh, data breach where it was like the fucking Madison website where basically cheating wives and husbands went on? And it's like, yeah. And then you could literally go online and see if your husband or wife was cheating because all the data was online. Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure. And people are like, that's wrong. They broke a lot of happy homes. It's like, nah, I think the person that probably, you know, did it probably broke their own home. But whatever. That's wrong. They ruined a family. It's like, eh. Chances are the family was already kind of in disarray if it was already to that point. Um, In order for something to get ruined, to get exposed, the action had to be there to begin with. It's also kind of weird to me how we, um... It's always funny how... There's this weird, there's this weird thing with like gossip websites, um, like even like the Perez Hilton, the Jason Lee's, and things of that nature, where it's just mostly like nonsense. It's just whatever. It's just gossip and shit. It's also weird, like when you go on YouTube and shit like that. Creators like, it's this weird world we live in, and it. The reason why I bring this up because the Tiger, I don't know why I said Tiger. But you know, Tyga used to date, used to be Black China. I think they have a kid together. Um, but she's exposing, and it's been exposed, I guess, that he was texting and I guess was with and, you know, had uh, some relations with the transgender woman or whatever. And it's also this weird thing with. It's being exposed that he's with the transgender. And 
it's supposed to be looked as a negative by the same people who say we shouldn't, that trans people should be a part of society and shouldn't be judged and it shouldn't even be a thing. No one should care. But yeah, they expose it and they're trying to quote-unquote expose them like it's a negative thing. I don't get that. If it's not a negative thing, then it's not a negative thing. The word exposed should be we're exposing someone who's doing some bad shit that's harmful to other people. Like Edward Snowden exposing the NSA. Like someone exposing someone who's like someone exposing Harvey Weinstein. Someone exposing people that are abusing their power. Someone exposing someone. Someone exposing R. Kelly, exposing Michael Jackson for messing with kids. Someone exposing people, exposing Karen Civil for scamming people, allegedly. Exposing people, exposing uh, Bernie Madoff, exposing people who are fucking other people over, exposing people that are harming other people, exposing people that are doing wrong things. So by that measure, why is Tyga quote-unquote being exposed for being with a trans person or having relations with a trans person? The thing is, it shouldn't be a deal at all. It's funny how people want to, it's funny how people want to, you know, they, they always talk about being supportive of gay people, being supportive of gay rights, being supportive of the LGBTQT community. But then when someone gets six, but when someone is in secret and find out that, oh, they were, they messed with someone or, oh, they're secretly gay, they're secretly this. And they put on blast like it's a terrible thing. When one, all you did was put someone's personal business out there that didn't ask for it to be put out there and people have a right to their privacy if they're in secret or whatever. But more than that, you're making it seem like it is bad that this person is gay or with a transgender person. But then your phone call always about their uh, LG, always about um, sexuality rights. But the way you act, it's almost like you view it as a problem. So what is it? That's the thing I don't get. Because I'm for it. I'm for people's rights. I would never shame someone. My favorite artist got quote-unquote exposed and found out that they were gay. I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck. It would be a little bit surprising. Like, oh, all right. But I would never make a whole fucking video or story about it like, oh my god, they should be embarrassed. This is, oh god. It's like, what are we talking about? How are you going to say, it's, how are you going to say that you want equal, you want not only equal rights, but you want it to be where it's perceptionally Not a big deal when someone's transgender. It should not be a big deal. But then when you find out that someone who's perceived as straight or someone who perceives a certain lifestyle, and then you people find out that they do stuff in their private life 
somehow that's this negative thing. It's just a contradiction and it kind of exposes the fact that you're the one that views it as a negative thing. Not the people that actually are in secret about it. That's the weird thing to me. I don't know. It's funny, and those are the same type of people. The people that always talk about uh, everyone should have freedom of lifestyle, but yet they shit on everyone. But they shit on people who are in secret about their lifestyle. And they feel like everyone's lifestyle should be private. Just because theirs is or because everyone who's typically part of their lifestyle is very public and open about it and flamboyant. But when someone is private or they're not open about it, then they want to put on blast and shame them. I just don't, you know, and typically these are the same people that always talk about privacy and when they're going through stuff and when they have personal issues, they don't want to be out there. But then when it's other people, they want to put it all out there, capitalize it, capitalize on people's privacy. And it was wrong for Black China they even put out to begin put out to begin with. But then for these media or YouTube YouTubers and stuff who make videos about this stuff and they talk about it in such a negative light. But yet they are the same people. They 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 talked about it like Tiger should have been like he should be shamed for being with a trans person. But they were the same people who were um during Really, they're always talking about their for the their supporting their heavy supporters, and they are big advocates and all this. But then, when someone is with the things that they advocate for, now it's a bad thing. It makes no fucking sense. It's like when someone talks about. It's like when someone wants to talk about racism, in a general sense. And they are so inept on talking about racism. They are so inept of talking about truly what friendship and uh, connecting with people outside of the race. It's it. It's always funny when they talk about stuff, and they expose themselves just by how they talk about it. And they don't even realize the stuff they say. Is a lot more questionable than the stuff that they try to put people on blast for. And no one wants to tell them. But you read in between lines. Especially when white people. Look, let's just call it when white people. When they make these videos talking about how bad racism is. It's like, well, no shit. And they talk about things. And then they end up saying stereotypical things as examples for why they're not racist. And it's just hilarious. It's a lack of self-awareness. And sometimes it's okay not to be, to talk about subjects or be adverse or to pretend that you are very well-versed in any capacity. It is okay. I talk about a lot of shit I know nothing about, little about. But what really makes me uncomfortable is watching Specifically, because really only white people make these type of videos. So, they're really the majority of the videos that are talking about racism. Which is pretty ironic. Like, I know. I know what racism is. I know what it looks like. It's like, you very rarely have to experience racism. I mean, of course, racism happens in all types, right? 
but typically as a white person, you're not really going to experience racism to the degrees that's actually going to make you feel something based off history and things of that nature. But when people, but when white people want to talk about racism, for the most part, and typically it's people around my age, and they just say generic shit, and they don't really say anything, they really haven't thought about how, you know, racism or really, they haven't even thought about how the dynamics of, you know, working around in their own self-perception of themselves and how people actually view how they say shit. Some people don't realize how they say shit. And that's the funniest thing. Is if you're going to talk about things, that you have to be, I wouldn't even say delicate, but when you don't even really live or have been around people outside of your race in that capacity, it's like when people say, I day out of my race. So... I'm definitely not racist. It's like, I mean, doesn't really mean you can't be or that you're not. It's like, it's like saying I have a, I have an Hispanic friend. I have a black friend. So I can say certain rhetorics. I can say certain racial empathets and they try to get that permission. They try to seek that um, permission to say the things to justify things that they're going to say in private anyways. But they just want to say I'm public. And say oh but I have a black friend. So I can say things. I can talk about certain things. That's just always the funniest in general. Because like oh I see what's going on here. You are literally using. Someone else of another race. To get your. To get what you really feel out. To get a. Uh, to say some things that. So you can. Get some approval. Of what you're saying. Or what you want to say. Type of shit. But you gotta be. People. That want permission to say things. Around the friends. But wouldn't say it to a stranger. There's a reason. They wouldn't say it to a stranger. Just saying. Um, But yeah. When you hear people talk about. I don't really want to talk about like. Racism or shit like that. All I'm saying is. 80%, 80% 80%, 80 to 90% of the basic responses that people use to say, I'm not racist because, and then they give a following example of something that is very generic and applied in very basic life that proves they're not racist. Chances are, if you're not racist, you really don't have to think about all the reasons you're not racist. You kind of just know it's kind of just a feeling. Or maybe if you've actually never really, if no one's ever really accused you of being racist, there may be a reason why you haven't been accused of being racist. But just because you've been accused of saying some questionable things, I wouldn't really say you are. But maybe there's some things that like, oh, I don't realize how when I talk a certain way or do certain things, how that can stereotype or that that may make someone make, feel uncomfortable in some aspect all i'm saying is man stop making videos about why you are not racist if you're not people who know you in your everyday life don't question it they don't they know who you are they know what you're really like they know what you're like in settings they know who you are you don't really have to say why you're racist or why, well, 
if you have to say why you're racist, you got other problems. Um, but you don't really have to explain why you're not racist if people in your personal life know you're not racist. You don't have to double down and clarify or prove. You don't have to extraly prove to people you're not racist. You're just not. I know that's such a simple approach. And maybe this just come from me. Because I'm pretty, I'm a pretty mindful person. One of my biggest uh, strengths and also weaknesses is I overthink things. Which also means... I'm a very good self-evaluator, very good self-awareness. Uh, that's an egotistical sentence to say. But this is America. And the, iron, and the irony about when people talk about like politics and racism and shit is that people think they shouldn't be intertwined, but reality is it's intertwined for a reason. It shouldn't be, but it is. And, I don't know, man. It's, it's just a tedious subject. I just think there's certain... I think the thing is, one of the greatest things about the internet and freedom of speech and shit like that is everyone has a chance to say what they want. And everyone can go online and publicly and put it out there on any public platform what they feel like. And the problem... At the same time, it's also the problem. Anyone can go out there and have an opinion. And sometimes, it's not when people have opinions and they're aware of what they're saying and they just know who they are. It's when people don't realize what they're saying and then the world has to tell them, like, you realize what this sounds like, right? It's like, and then they end up exposing their family. It's like, oh... Well, now, not only did you expose yourself, you just expose your family. Like when people say, oh, well, we used to say that in my household all the time. It's not this. It's like, oh, so you just expose your whole family for saying it too. And then you put them under the crosshairs. Now your video's got 500,000 views and a lot of people know your family's kind of racist or whatever the fuck. The point is, you don't have to think about racism if you're not racist. You really don't. Because really racism is common sense. If it feels racist, it probably kind of is. If it feels uncomfortable when you hear someone say something about another race specifically, there's a reason why it feels uncomfortable. That's all I gotta say on that. I just saw a couple videos came across my recommended for some reason. And it was white people talking about racism. And somehow they made a subject about them. And there's a difference. Like you can have an opinion and talk about things. But somehow they turned it on how the fact that people are racist to them. And, you know, look, it can happen. I, You know, I could kind of get the rhetoric that. It is, um, you, you know, someone said a quote the other day, right? And it said, it's never been harder to be a white male on this earth. And although that sounds like someone who's lacking comp, that sounds like someone who's 
you know, oh, someone who lacks um, the ability to understand, like, it's not that you're less than, you're just being exposed for fuck shit, I guess. And for, and, you know, the first instinct would be like, oh, that person, he doesn't get it, this and that. It's like, well, reality is, it's like, there, you know, there could be something to be said that, like, Everything, every problem in the world now has to do with being a white dude. And obviously, common sense will say no. It's just more of a lot of stuff is being exposed about how maybe the worst of white men think. And the worst of men, I guess, really in general, is being exposed. But the idea of that white men are the problem in the world I mean of course not there's certain white men that have been serious issues in the world you know Hitler, Stalin uh, JFK and not JFK himself but what the situation with JFK caused I don't know you know the more I'm thinking I'm kind of thinking this aspect out loud I'm not going to say that no one should have, it is this kind of thing where like, you know, if you go on TikTok or Instagram or anything, it's just this constant of, you see those videos of white moms who have a white kid with someone and this mom is going to teach her son to hate all white men. It's like, okay, so you're going to teach a kid to hate his father. For no reason that the father can't change or affect. And in result, you're going to teach a kid to hate himself. It's like when, it's like Michael Jackson. He ended up like hating the color of his skin. So he bleached. And that's a common thing. Like the worst part is that's a very common thing in the black community. And really any community. Especially with women, they end up like hating, hating their skin type of thing. And they end up doing all these things to try to lighten their skin as much as possible. And bleach and all this shit. And they end up hating their skin. It's the, you know, it's the saddest thing to see for someone to hate something that they naturally are. People get surgeries all the time for they get lip jobs, boob jobs, and shit like that. To me, like that's still kind of a sad thing to see because it's someone who's trying to change them naturally themselves. And yes, it may make them feel better, I guess, but it's still a weird thing. Like, man, like this person has gotten to a point where they don't even they look in the mirror and they hate something about themselves physically. And that's just how they were born or whatever. That's a sad thing to see. Common sense, again, common sense would say something is wrong with that. Something is wrong that we live in a world and society. Oh, sound like a fucking like, God, it's really starting to sound like a Gen Z type of person. It's so sad that we live in a world and society that people have just learned to hate themselves. But yeah, because we've created this world where we thrive and we strive on people feeling less than themselves to make ourselves feel better. 
live in a world of critiquing every little thing about someone's body. We live in a world critiquing every little thing about what someone is not. And of course, there's going to be people that if you constantly tell me that you hate the way I look, and then the world confirms the way they hate I look, because it could be someone that's not good with the ladies, someone that has a hard time, you know, going out there and being social, someone who's been told they're ugly. No one's ever really told them they're good looking or attractive. And then they see what is attractive. And they're told, because moms can be very vicious towards their daughters. That's something I've learned. Not all mothers, but there are mothers that like, you know, it's tough love at the same time. But it's like, there's a lot of mothers out there that make their daughters feel like shit. You know? Like as a dude, like it's different for guys. Like if our dad calls us an ugly fuck at the age of nine, it's just like, ah, whatever. And they just hit the t-ball, <laughs> call a girl ugly when they are literally trained for beauty they're literally trained to dress up and be cordial and be polite and all this stuff and look wear dresses and wear makeup and all this shit and you tell them they're ugly even after doing all that it's like well of course they're gonna go to extremes and make themselves feel better you told them they ain't shit you told them they look ugly like, yeah, that shit sticks with you. Body image, how someone feels about themselves, people getting bullied at school and shit like that. Yeah, that shit will affect how someone is as an adult. Someone is as an adult. Jesus Christ. Get your speech together, Clint. But, man, it's just sad. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people... All I ask is if you were going to talk about certain things, just have awareness of how you sound. And by that, I mean, if you listen, that's exactly what you want to put out there and you stand by that, then fine. But don't sit here. You have, If you're going to put a video out where you're talking about certain subjects, don't sit here and be like, oh, well, that's not the way I meant it. It was taken out of context. Like, well, maybe you should review what you put out there. You know, I understand, like, sometimes we talk about things and say things and we don't truly understand what it sounds like and what it means because we may have just spoke about it in a different tone and it came out different. But if you put a video out, I'm going to assume you at least listened to what you said. I'm going to at least think that you listened. And don't say, oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend anyone. I was like, well, I mean, you meant what you said. You can't say, like, it's a weird thing. I didn't mean to offend someone, but I meant what I said. It's like, that's that's an oxymoron. That's a contradiction to the highest extent. If you meant what you said, you don't care if it offends someone or not. Because that's what you believe in. And that's fine. But you can't have your cake and eat someone else's too. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, this pod has gone way longer than it should have. This is, one, this is I actually... I'm just going to say now, this is the worst podcast I've ever fucking done. My points have been shitty. I've met well. Just not great. Boring. Suck. Great open. Actually, it was a terrible open. But whatever. I don't know. Stop talking about racism when you don't really, truly um, understand, I guess, what 
the underlying of what it possibly kind of looks like. People think racism is always this blatant thing. Maybe I've just been around. I've worked with enough people where you kind of see how they operate. Look, I'll just say it. I'll just say it right now, right? And this is the last thing I'll talk about on this whole fucking podcast. This is how I know that when people say I date out of my race. So obviously I'm not. I literally worked with my friend. He was black. Well, is black. I don't know was. He's not dead or nothing. My friend, he's black. This was a few years ago. So him and this girl work. She was white. Started dating. You know, being around her a little bit, just working. You know, you kind of get a. You know, there's nothing that were big red flags. You know, if you like a little underlying, like, eh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You definitely tell she's swings on a certain side of the, you know, sphere. But whatever. We went out to a Mexican restaurant for lunch, right? Started drinking a little. I didn't drink, but her and the girls in the group lunch we went out to, they started having a few uh, margaritas. And at first, it started with, oh, again, went to a Mexican restaurant. Our waiter, she spoke English, but it was like broken English, you know, accent, whatever. And this girl, in between orders, is just, she needs to learn English. She needs to get her accent together. Oh, that's why she works here, which ironically, she worked at a fast food place. At least this place was a, you know, a dine-in restaurant, say a slight upgrade. But whatever. Again, lack of awareness. Shitting on someone who's probably making more an hour than you. Again, lack of awareness. But whatever. Um, start saying a lot of this. Her and her sister. And other. Well, really it's just them two. Whatever. We're all at the table. It's like, hmm, that's kind of fucked up to say. Whatever. Then. She starts, uh. I forgot what brought it up. Then she starts making generalizations about fast food places. And she basically started mimicking, quote unquote, and I say it's a quotations because this is her exact words. She starts mimicking black girl voices, right? And then she just kind of starts talking about oh all black people are in poverty because of this she's saying this right in front of my friend right i was like you realize she's literally indirectly shitting on your sisters your mother your family ancestry everything she's literally just shitting on your race She's literally shitting on black people. She's shitting on Mexicans. She's shitting on anyone she could take a shot at at the time. And she is just going off. Same way she really feels, right? And that lunch was obviously uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. After a while, I'm like, it was like one of those things where I'm like, I'm really frustrated and I'm annoyed. I'm hearing all this shit. But I look at my friend and he doesn't even look mad. 
And I'm like, why aren't you standing up for your sisters, your mother? This girl who you're with is literally shitting on your family, in a sense. My thing is like, I didn't like. It's this weird feeling. You're just highly uncomfortable. It's like, why? Why do I seem more mad about this than you, right? And I'm like, maybe I'm overreacting, right? Maybe there's something I don't get. Common sense was safe. Obviously, I was in the right. That's the thing. And then after that, it was like, because of that incident. And she was never put in check and never was talked back to or nothing. After that, she basically had this free reign about herself at work. She would rap along the lyrics, say words. She would say things, make uh, stereotypes, any racial generalization you could think of. And the worst part... Is that he played into it. Like he let them. He gave them permission. Like ah it's not that big of a deal and stuff. And I'm like bruh. Why like maybe I don't know. Like maybe it's one of those things where it's like. I'm overreacting. I'm highly. Like it makes me feel uncomfortable. But it's like. If the person it affects most in that specific incident. Like. It's like I can't sit here and just know care about him more than him in a sense but it was just really uncomfortable and it was just like bro like why my my thing is like why would you even want to be with someone like this she's basically blatantly disrespecting you as an individual and it was just really fucked up in a way And people will say, well, if you do nothing, you're complicit. So you were just as much in the wrong. And I'm like, you know what, man? It's not my girlfriend. I didn't like her. I never claimed her as a friend. Never really liked her. She's partially annoying for a lot of different reasons. But you know what? If her own boyfriend, who she's directly make all these jokes and shit to, doesn't say anything, you're like, you know what? Hey, I don't agree with it. But that's their relationship. But I think it's fucked up. I didn't tell him, like, bruh, it's fucked up. Like, I don't I don't like it. It's weird that I have to be the one to say, I don't like it. But then again, you know, it's like some people, and that's when I kind of learned, like, I think we've kind of lived in this society where, and you could kind of, and I kind of sensed it in middle and high school, where it seems like um, a lot of, you know, a lot of people in my, like, grade and class, like, it's almost like they kind of just wanted to, you know, it was kind of like this weird thing. They just kind of, ex- trying to think of how to say this for it to make sense. It's kind of like they didn't want to not have friends. And they felt like a trade-off was if we let some, if we let some of, if we let some people just get away with some stuff so we can have friends and things of that nature that are you know white and stuff and we it's kind of like this trade-off if we let them say the n-word that and it's not the er or whatever you know you'll make whatever justifications or whatever if you let 
people make stereotypes and whatever and you're in just with that group and you have a group and everything like like I noticed like there were certain passes that were let because it's almost like we're just trying to fit in we're just trying to be you know fit in with everything you know and it's just kind of a sad thing to see you know and I don't know, maybe that was his mindset, my friend's mindset, where he just, like, it's just easier, like, in a weird way, it's, like, tired of being mad all the time about shit, so you just kind of let things go you shouldn't. And, you know, to this, like, and I guess, like, that's the first thing, but even before that, I've always thought that. I've always thought, just because you date someone out of your race, doesn't really mean a whole lot in terms of whether you're you know racist or biased or whatever like to me it's like all right i mean i guess you're more likely not to be subjected to those type of things but just to automatically say oh they're not it's like mm. it's like the bachelor we know what happened there um I'm not saying, like, look, you got to do a background check of every person you date out of your race or nothing like that if you question some things. All I'm saying is, like, don't be completely surprised. Don't be blindsided. Like, I never thought I would find out he likes to say uh, this stuff. Like, yeah, I could have told you that. I mean, I went to school with him. Um, Yeah, look, I don't know. Just uh, be careful out there, you know. Again, common sense. Don't think of the old, just don't think of the old, um, you know, subjective subject that, well, I can't be racist because if I was racist, I wouldn't blah, blah, blah. Anytime someone says that, to me in my head, I raise, I just raise an eyebrow. Not red flags, but I raise an eyebrow like, hmm. Okay. Because when someone, to me, there's a fine line between defending yourself and defending yourself against air. You are just defending yourself to a wall and you defending yourself. Name the last person someone defended themselves because they were quote unquote not racist or they were not this. And the last time, you know what, down the line, like, you know what? You won this. You have proved to me you are not. It's like, oh, no. Let me tell you, it's never happened. And it's not going to... It's a lose-lose, really, if you try to convince people otherwise. But, all right, you know what? I'm going to stop there. Told, told a personal story about a friend. And kind of brought light to that situation. I left the names out. No one knows who I'm talking about. Alright guys, like, subscribe, terrible episode, but that's fine, um, oh yeah, and don't forget to keep the, don't forget to keep the following going, gaining followers, gaining plays on the auto, on the audio, things are going great, episode a day will keep my lymph nodes away, because I am a tough pill to swallow, alright guys, have a great day, and suck some titties! Yeah. Ooh, we potted.